Hello and welcome to Sober Times with me, Brandon, your host, and our guests today are Paddy and Jonathan. Hey, finally, you don't know how many takes that took. Like six, <laughs> so many takes. Made it happen this time. Though. Hey, it's yeah, it's all good. So yeah, without further ado, how's your week been, Paddy? Do you want to go first? Yeah, yes, yeah, my week's been good. Um, I'm doing a few job applications, went to a COVID test. Have you done one before? Have I done a COVID test? Yeah, right, proper one in hospital, only in like... No, actually, I haven't. Oh, I've yeah. only done the lateral flow ones. They're horrible, man, horrible. But what kind of that. stuff do you have to do? COVID-free, touch wood. Hey. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes, but um, it's all good, all negative. And, yeah, it's been my week, really. What, was, what kind of stuff do you have to do for the test, Jennifer? Sorry, sorry, I didn't hear that. Uh, you have to um, a nasal swab and a throat swab. Okay. Which are horrid, but yeah. Kind of like they go all the way to the back of the throat and stuff. Yeah, ah. but it's self-administered, so it's a bit, you don't know if you're doing it right and you have to double check and everything. But yeah. yeah, I get you. That's kind of difficult. I can't lie. Yeah. What about you, Jonathan? How's your week been? Um, my week's been all right. It's been a bit busy. There's been like a lot of deadlines at work and stuff. Same on same old though, to be honest. Work, Muay Thai, a little bit of gym, trying to catch up on rest. That's about it. Oh yeah, you're like a very active person, aren't you? I try to be. Not as active as I have been, but getting back there. How's it going with like the, the winter thing? You know, gym, during the winter, you have the, the motivation to go out and do stuff. Because I know I've been struggling with that. I've only gone like twice a week for the past, I don't know, like week and a bit. You try to go two times a week at least. Do you know what the thing is? Like, if in the morning I psych myself up, like I'm going to go to the gym today, mm. say it throughout the day, then I'll go to the gym. But if it's a thing where I'm like, oh, I don't know, I decide later, then suddenly it's dark, I'm looking outside and it's cold and like I, my mum's coming in from home and she's shivering, I'm like, nah, I'm no way I'm going. But in the other hand, I always make sure I go to Muay Thai, so I don't know what it is, it's just, maybe it's because I have to think of the exercises myself, but at Muay Thai, like everything's pre-prepared, either doing sparring or you're doing like set work, so. Do you have a coloured belt in Muay Thai? Like, no, um, there's no belts at all. Is there not? Yeah, which is good and bad, like I guess because oh, like you always kind of push yourself to do your best but then there's no real way or like set way to know like how you're doing and how you're progressing throughout the time oh, which right. is a bit weird. so there's no levels or anything no nah, not at oh, all right. no nah, he only finds out how good he is when he's put in a real life situation he has to use it so like <laughs> when, when he's on the streets and someone tries to rob him well, yeah let's go is, if it doesn't work it's too late and <laughs> find out i'm bad the hard way hey life in it is that natural martial arts stuff the way they do in in the original days For in the really? olden times <laughs> what about you though how was your week mine ah oh, it's been all right you know um i finally released my first episode yesterday Woo. hey it's good you should listen to it people it's yeah great. please do i'll be dropping socials as well uh, at the end i realized i forgot to do that last time so actually i didn't really have it set up properly then now i do i'll be dropping socials and other little tidbits um, to keep you guys in the loop as to when episodes will be dropping and things like that towards the end. Um, but going back to my week, yeah, it's been really nice. Um, I spent most of the time editing. Oh, it was it's long. Like editing is long. I, I feel for people who edit. Like it's it's a legit job. <laughs> it's a legit job. How long does it take you to edit the whole podcast? Well, the first this is the first time I've ever done it, so it took me like the entire week to do it. But hopefully, it's understandable. Yeah, hopefully this time it should... I'm hoping it'll take about three to four days, if I'm lucky. Um, I've learned from some of the mistakes just by talking to people. And I'm always up for criticism. Like, literally, 
send me all your critiques. I want to hear it. I want to improve. Got a long list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, eventually, like the more you do it, the more it will just streamline. You'll be able to. Yeah. Like, oh, I need to do this as well. And this. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And then there was the meal yesterday with everyone. That was really good. Yeah. Was um, good. Tasty food. Oh, I had like three meals. <laughs> I was hungry, man. I was hungry. I went to the gym and then went directly to see you guys. And I was like, yeah, food time. Ate everything I could eat. I'm surprised mm. you finished it, to be fair. You hey. Well. Even though you took a while, like you did well. Why are you hating on my time? <laughs> <laughs> you finished my food. Let me eat, fam. All so right. Three plates of food, though. It's quite a lot. Hey, I'm a grown boy. <laughs> it was so, good to see everyone as well. Like, I feel yeah, like it was a good turnout. in like two years. Well, we haven't been together. For ages, you know, I've been COVID, man. Yeah. COVID messed us all Shouldn't up, and then like work and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some of us are married, you know, so they're taken away by their wives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's it's been interesting. It's like someone said the other day, um, speaking to a friend these days is a lot more difficult because you have to schedule it months in advance, like you're scheduling a business meeting. <laughs> and I was like, I relate to that so much. You schedule your phone calls in your diary. <laughs> Not my phone calls, like, but like meetups. meetups for people. Oh, right, right. Because yeah. like, everyone's got like different friend groups as well. So like there's always going to be something that you've got on that weekend or something you've got on on a certain day. So like there's not really a way that you could go, oh, are you free today? Yeah, come around and blah, blah, blah. And then obviously they're going to be doing something else or likely doing something else mm. unless they've got their friends. Yeah. Or even in life in general, like even if you have your friends, you're just busy with like life stuff, like people applying for jobs, like uh, Paddy was saying. And just, you know, everything that happens in your 20s. <laughs> I say to everyone, your 20s is like the time where you just hustle as much as you can and then you enjoy your life in your 30s, hopefully. Because at that point, you're supposed to be like settled, right? It, into your whatever role, career you're um, edging yourself into and then you just keep going. Um, and hopefully just, it gets, supposed, it's like, I'm hoping it gets easier, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Definitely, in theory though, but then some people like, they don't really find out what they're meant to do, quote unquote, until they're like 40 or 50 and then once they find it, they're blossoming. Mm. You never know what the journey is going to be like, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, take me for instance, I've wanted to do a podcast since I was like 2019, not 2019, since I was 20 (laughs) or 19, I can't remember the exact age, but I've wanted to do one for a long time, but it's taken me about five, six years to, you know, get the courage to actually start doing it and... um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I did, you know, it's, I'm doing something I want to do. It's kind of like a passion project. So as much as it's a lot of work, editing and things like that, I actually enjoy it. So I'm willing to put in the hours to like, you know, get it to come out to perfection or at least close to perfection as I can, considering I'm starting from scratch. Mm. I hear that. What about, um, like, anything interesting happened this week on the news or anything? Um, well, the new, new variant was it this week? New variant was announced. The Megatron variant. Yeah, the COVID, new COVID variant. <laughs> Every time I hear that name, I just think of like some anime character or like I don't know, an angel from the Bible. What's that called, Megatron? You see, is that a transformer? But it sounds like it's a transformer. So whenever I think of the variant, I just think Megatron. Yeah. Like that, they definitely called it that to scare us. For sure. <laughs> Like Delta wasn't doing enough. So like, <laughs> enough. Yeah, when you think Delta, Delta, you think Delta International. So you're exactly. like, oh yeah, we, we, we could go flying. <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's going to help us spread wings like Red Bull. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, no, like a, a lot of things um, have happened in the news. Obviously a lot of people are upset with Boris for like the new um, 
rules and things like that. Like recently, obviously, I've had to start wearing masks again at work. That's been quite irritating. Okay. Yeah, so I, I work it's, in this. It's um, for the greater good, though. Pardon? It's for the greater good. It's for the greater good, but it's irritating because, especially now when I'm already ill, like everyone around me is is sick. So mm. we're we're sick anyway, regardless of like the coronavirus or whatever this new variant is. Um, we're sick anyway. And then we have to put on a mask over that. So you really find it hard to breathe. Oh, so you and like, the, say you've got like a cold. Yeah, yeah. And you have to put your mask on. I understand why you have to do it, but it just makes it harder and harder. So at the end of the day, it's like, is it even worth it? Because you're just struggling to like breathe and s- mm. say anything because you you can't enunciate. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and I think for, for some of the kids, it's a bit tricky as well. Because you're trying to say something to them, you're like, do this, do that, or can you help me do this? And they can barely hear you. Speak louder, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just yell in front of the kids. Oh, God. Like, hey, yeah, you, stop running. <laughs> do you guys reckon we're going to go into another lockdown? I have a feeling we will, but I don't know if it'll be after Christmas or just before. Well, I feel it'll be after. I don't think they'll try and take Christmas away the second time in a row. Yeah. I don't think, like, people would take it kindly. Like, I understand why they would do it, mm. but I just don't think people would listen and then it wouldn't be really effective, so they'll probably try and do it in, like, January, in my opinion. Yeah, I have noticed loads of people are starting to wear their masks on the train again, so they obviously want, they obviously want the Christmas, like, a proper one. Yeah. So on the train, but not the buses. I've been on a bus, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but no, but no. Buses I think, are... Uh, I think we'll go into a lockdown just when is a question. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, I'm surprised we didn't go into one in November. I was 100% expecting it to happen. I was preempting it. I was like, okay, it's going to happen. I have to usually get things ready, get things sorted, <coughs> buy all your toilet roll, buy everything you need. <laughs> well, so it's you that's buying everything. <laughs> now it makes sense. <laughs> no, I was 100 Like, when you think about it, the way things were going and based in the last couple of years, this is around the time where we would be going into lockdown again. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. The moment Black Friday hits, after that, lockdown, you know? So until end of like November, Christmas. lockdown. Yeah, until like Christmas or Boxing Day, or whenever things need to reopen again for the economy to keep going. Because um, they that's always a thing. They're like, the economy is stopped, the economy is stopped, which is why they reopened <clears> and then went back into lockdown again. Um, but yeah, I and mean, then it didn't happen. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. But there are loads of different things happening in order to try and keep us safe. Like um, with the new precautions for Winter Wonderland, you have to book it ahead of time, okay. which I think is quite interesting. Now, I don't know if it's cheaper or more expensive, but thinking about it, it might actually be cheaper. Because you're just free and you just sort of have to book a slot. So the way it works is you pay for... Um, your entry so your tickets to enter okay. um and it, it gives you different times so, so it could be like between five and ten one and two you can stay there for as long as you want but you have to get in within those like time periods uh, okay. yeah and then once you're in you also when you're booking you also book for things like food um the rides you want to go on and all the attractions that they have there so you literally pay for all of that before you go Okay. So when you go there, all you're doing is going to the things you already paid for, as opposed to in the past where you go in for free and you have a look around and whatever you want, you pay for. Makes so it more streamlined and efficient. Yeah. 
Because when I think about it, in the past, I've probably spent like £100 easily, <laughs> like, just going to Winter Wonderland. I went to Wonderland. Flipping <laughs> yeah. hell. I see you just do a couple of pints and a few... Yeah, you see what I mean? Yeah. ...a few rides. Like, well, how much are the For like £8 in Winter Wonderland. Ooh, okay. And a hot dog's like, what, oh, yeah, £6? Yeah. And like, you know, all adds up, ride costs and everything. Jonathan's clean over into Winter Wonderland. Wow, I've never been there. Have you never? Nah. Wow. Well, we should go once COVID eases and everything. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I always find it fun, like, back in my heydays of drinking, um, I found it so fun, like, just having a lot of drinks and then going on the rides when you're drunk. I could never imagine doing that. I didn't even know how I did that back then because it was terrifying, but I, I found it so fun. And you never threw up? No, somehow I didn't. That's it was so, weird. The four yeah. of them letting you on the rides drunk is really funny, man. <laughs> uh, like... I think uh, the first or second time I went, it was, John, no, not you, sorry, it was Josh, uh, one of my mates from uni, who we like to call Fetus, there's a whole story behind that which I will not want to go into right now. You <laughs> one day have to go into uh, um, Fetus, uh, Jay, my other mate from uni, and I think that was it, yeah. So we went, and we went on even the, the little teacups. Very demand. This is like I don't know if anyone's been in the teacups before. I oh, hope you no. have. But it's plain. It just goes round in circles. It's, n- it's nothing major. Mm-hmm. But because we'd had a couple of drinks beforehand, everything was already spinning. Oh, okay. So we went in the teacups, and it just made it so much better. So even though it wasn't like a majorly um, popular ride that you would think adults would want to go on, it was still like really fun because we already waved. So yeah. No, I hear that. That's fair. Next, you have to do that, but at Disneyland. Oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. Oh, man. In another country. <laughs> Am I making it back? <laughs> That's part of the fun, the level up. Oh. More risk, more reward. You can keep that risk to yourself. <laughs> you do it and then let me know how it goes. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas and all the festivities that come along with it, is any have any of you got anything planned for Christmas? Are you guys going away? Are you staying in London or England? What's the situation? Paddy? So yeah, I'm doing Christmas Eve and Christmas Day in London at my house, and then I'm going to Dorset to see my grandparents oh, nice. on Boxing Day. So going down, spend a couple of days with my grandmother, and then yeah, that's it really. Okay, that's cool. Um, normally there's a big my dad has a big fish thing, Christmas Eve, and we normally get loads of family around. But fish wait. during Christmas, not no, turkey. Christ- Christmas Eve. Oh, <laughs> but still fish. Yeah, like, it's it always like a tradition in our family. And oh, then Christmas okay. Day, I've been to. Well, I put myself forward rather for cooking the turkey. Oh, okay. Everything else. So it. when everyone gets food poisoning in your household, <laughs> <laughs> we know who it is. Yeah. It was Paddy. So I've been tasked by well, put myself forward rather. So pressures on Christmas Day. Nah, I'm wishing you luck, man. Though. Thank you, man. Well. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jonathan? What are you up to? Or what are you planning, rather? Christmas um, for Christmas, I think from the 22nd, I'm going to be up at Lake District Ooh. with my family. Yeah, nice. it should be good. Um, I think it's just me, mom, and my sister at the moment. Possibly, my uncle and his family might join us as well. Nice. But man. it's going to be standard, just like lots of food every day. That's it. Probably put on like five kg. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to be the one cooking? Uh, maybe for one of the days I haven't said anything like usually like my mom when it comes to stuff like she always asks for help but when it comes to cooking like she's just like this is me I'm gonna do it 
because um, it's part of the thing like she just likes to cook so she doesn't like anyone actually getting involved on like the proper days yeah, yeah. man yeah. So too, many, too many cooks spoil the broth man you, that's can't, the thing. you can't be you know so we'll see what happens I might do one of the days and hopefully it doesn't go badly <coughs> fingers crossed so if the next couple of podcasts come on and I ask you know how Christmas went and everyone said I have food poisoning we heard it here live guys they poisoned their families respectively <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Like, even if it goes badly, I'm gonna come on here and I'm gonna lie. Like, it was it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Brandon? What are you doing for Christmas? I'm going away. We're um, supposed to be going to, I think it's Winchester or Windsor. No, Windsor. Oh, Windsor. Nice. Sorry. Oh, nice. um, yeah. Well, <laughs> I hope. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to be in a hotel. So that's gonna be an experience for the first time in my life. I'm gonna spend Christmas in a hotel. So, Christmas away in a hotel is good though. Well, I don't know well, anything I'm about that. I'm told it's good by people who do. The only knowledge I have of that is uh, Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> the movies when they went away for Christmas and they gonna, ended up not, spending it in a hotel. You know that is old man. You can't be bringing. No, home. I mean like the family. The, the uh, families. I think they spent it in a hotel because yeah. they, they re- realized that they had left their kid at home yeah. Yeah. and oh, yeah, they had to come yeah. back and they ended up spending it in a hotel. <laughs> so. Um, are you going to still be cooking the Christmas dinner or are the hotel going to make it? I don't know. See, this is what I mean. Hey. It's going to be a whole new experience. Mum and I are just like, what's going on? Because everyone's going to be shot, right? Yeah, true. We can't just go out and buy a turkey and bring it <laughs> There'll probably be some places that are still open, maybe. Like Expensive places. Cooking a turkey in a hotel room will be fairly interesting as well. Yeah, get a hairdryer. going for the veg. <laughs> couple of matches just to the <laughs> turkey as well. Sit the fire arms off. Yeah. Hey, bare grills, hotel style. <laughs> oh man, no, de- definitely one of the interesting um, or more interesting Christmases I'm going to have. I'm looking forward to talking about it once I get back. As for everything else, how did you enjoy the food? Um, I thought the food was quite good actually. Never heard of the place properly well i'd heard like people had said it's good but i've never been there um so i'm always skeptical when i go and get food from another place but yeah i really enjoyed it i think i got um pork neck kebabs um squid and a mixed grill with egg fried rice all was really good like sweet and spicy great i can't Mm. complain at all Mm -hmm. the mixed grill looked good though i'll give you that did look good what about you paddy what did you get so i went for squid and the duck massima it was really good Really good food. Um, I saw Time Out Boatsy at one of the best restaurants in Clapham. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. so I was like looking forward to it. But yeah, I've never been there before. Really tasty food. Notice the shock yeah. in Jonathan's voice, yet he was the one who was promoting this place, <laughs> like with, with Viv, with, with Vivian energy, like, yeah, let's go here. I put it to a vote on the group chat, and he was like, yeah, this is where we want to go. It's the best place. I recommend it. Da, da, we should da, da. all go here. <laughs> to be fair to him, out of all the menus you showed us, that one looked the best. Wow. You know what, yeah? Uh, just, just, yeah, keep it to yourself. I mean, you guys are meat eaters, so I can't even, like, I'm not in the mix of all that. There was a vegan option there for you. Let's not talk about vegan experiences. <laughs> it was one time. It was one time. The worst time. restaurant I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> Was that the one in Trevor's Bush? Yeah. Oh man, that was awful. <laughs> Brandon was in heaven though. 
I was alright. It was it was it was nice. Hey, it was a good event at, at the end. I just remember seeing Michael's face. I'd never seen him before. <laughs> so he went up, got food, looked at it, tasted it, and just sat there. He's like, no, it's alright. I won't get any more. Wow. Guys, this is what happens when you become obsessed with meat culture. You can't even taste regular human hey, I'll say human. <laughs> regular natural vegetables. <laughs> yeah, but if you go into a buffet, which we did for that event. I wanted to have like a whole plate of food, but mm-hmm. the food wasn't filling or tasty, so it's like it was just like a lot of like um, fungus shaped into meat, like, <laughs> which isn't bad. But the way they cooked it, particularly at that place, was not good. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. To to be fair, I I will somewhat agree. I mean, I haven't been back there since then, so <laughs> that kind of speaks volumes. Mm. I prefer places like Pho or Pho, Pho P-H-O I, don't know. I never Pho, know how to pronounce it Pho, Pho, Pho. 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 Yeah. Korean isn't it Korean. yeah Korean. it's really good oh food it's, oh, nice, it's yeah. making me hungry <laughs> okay I'll believe you because Paddy said it was nice <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but yeah alright on that note I reckon we have enough there Welcome to another theory of the week. This week's theory will be more familiar to those of you who are in the social sciences, whether it's sociology, psychology, or any of the other ologies. Probably not biology, but you know what I mean. And without further ado, this week's theory of the week is self-fulfilling prophecy. Wow. Thank you. Sorry, I'm going to sound more sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it happens. Well, without further ado, as I've said already, um, do any of you know what that is? We'll start with Paddy. I've got a rough idea. I think from what I've read in the past and stuff, it's where your beliefs and what you believe in yourself affect what's going to happen to your outcome. So if you're in school and teachers say you're not going to do well, you start thinking you can do well, and then you end up not doing well. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Slightly worded a bit differently, but that's the general gist of it. What about you, um, Jonathan? What do, what do you think it is? I wasn't going to say anything as articulated as that, to be honest. I was thinking of, like, the only time I've really heard that is, like, do you know Greek myths? Mm-hmm. You've got, like, um, what's his name? Is it Perseus? Yeah. Where, like, his granddad goes to see an oracle and is like, oh... Your grandson is going to kill you so he tries to make sure that his grandson isn't born his grandson ends up being born he throws him away into the sea gets rescued grows up eventually does all of this stuff comes back throws a random discus and it hits the granddad the granddad dies <laughs> he kind of ensures that he dies yeah it's funny it's funny you bring that up because when i was doing research into this a lot of the um similar stories linking to what this theory is about focuses around like Greek mythology and things like that. I mean, the other one that comes into mind is the Oedipus complex. And if anyone knows what that is, um, Oedipus was the son of 
a, a god or a king, sorry, so a random king, and he was prophesied to want his mom and kill his father. So his, when his father got this like myth told to him, or this uh, prophecy, sorry, he was like, no, no way, my son's not going to kill me. So he dashed him away with that, no, nah, I don't want you, threw him to the slums, hoped that he died. He didn't die. He got raised by another family. And as he grew up, he also got told the, the same prophecy. So he thought he was going to kill his dad. In this case, his, his adopted. stepdad, adopted family. So he ran away thinking, I don't want to kill my dad. He's been so good to me, etc., etc. Ending up to the point where he now goes to uh, this country where obviously his actual biological father is the king of, gets into a scuffle, kills his dad, and then marries the guy's um, widow, a.k.a. his mom. So he ends up fulfilling the prophecy <laughs> without <laughs> without realising he did it. But yeah. Does he ever find out? Yeah, yeah, he finds out. And he doesn't care? I don't know about that, whether he cares or not. I mean, it's not elaborated upon in the story. It's just, <laughs> we just find out. Yeah. Like, we, we can't ask him, like, yo, Oedipus, <laughs> what's good? <laughs> what's good? That's what the philosopher should have been doing. <laughs> So, Brandon, what is the definition of a self-fulfilling? Thank you. The definition as uh, closely written by Robert Merton in the 1940s, when this first came out, or 1948 to be precise. Name drop, yeah. Yeah, that's the guy's name. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's the one who came up with the theory. (laughs) Um, Is basically the idea that a false definition of a situation evokes a new behavior which makes the original false conception come true so that's like fancy talk but the general gist is when someone says something or you think something you then change your whole like personality or behavior to match whatever that is and by you doing that you essentially make it true so a simple one like we've all been talking about um the greek gods and stuff but a day-to-day one would be something like kind of like what what paddy said where let's say you have um an idea in your head that you are really really good at let's say chess for instance right you're really good at chess and you start playing chess um you, you haven't played chess before you just start playing chess but you think you're so good and slowly but surely you start to beat people like every, you know, you're, you're, you don't seem to be losing. You keep winning, you keep winning. And everyone's like, raw, he's a prodigy. She's a prodigy. You know, you, you then believe that and it almost becomes true because you've, your belief has then become actualized in real life. Is it not arrogance? This is, this is, that's a good, that's another <laughs> thing. But the also inverse is also true. So if you believe you're rubbish at, let's say football mm. and you're not very good at it, um, you might then uh, subconsciously hinder yourself. So you won't be able to perform to the best of your ability because you think you're unable to do that. Which kind of links to what I was, the main thing I was going to ask related to this, which is, do you think that your perception of yourself hinders or can improve the way in which you do things in the future? Um, yeah, I do. I do think it has subconscious consequences, um, but I wouldn't say it directly links to what your your future outcomes or anything. 
But subconsciously, I did do think I had a slight effect. Um, maybe if you say in school, if someone tells you you're good and you feel good, you will rise more and work harder, which will obviously make you results better. Well, fingers crossed it would. But um, if, for example, you if 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 you feel like you're not going to do well and you don't arise some people get really lucky and actually do do really well and loads of people out there who um <coughs> who don't need to rise and do really well so i don't really know i think it has subconscious consequences that affect the future what about you um i agree with paddy i'd say especially in the negative it would definitely affect your morale like if you're told or you believe that you're not good enough to do something, you you might hesitate when you're doing, like say for example, let's say like in the gym, like you know with like bench press, bench press is like a scary exercise in theory, like you're putting a lot of weight across where your lungs mm. are, your breathing apparatus. Um, and if you go in, into it with the mindset that you're not going to be able to do it more often than not, you're not going to be able to do it because you're going to be thinking, oh, I can't lift this. And then you're going to hesitate just when you're supposed to push or your muscles aren't going to be as tight as they should be in the correct form, so you're just going to flop the exercise. But if you go into it, possibly, and this is to a certain extent, like this isn't like uh, anyone can just lift any weight, but if you go into it with the mentality that you're going to do it, and you are capable of doing it, you've got that mentality, you'll push it, and you'll push it easier than you thought you would have. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, like you said, it can definitely affect your mentality and your morale in that kind of subconscious level. And like that affects the way you move, I think, or the way you act. Okay, but then do you think we put that on ourselves or do you think other people put that on us? Because this theory, the idea of it is that it's both ways, right? We put this um, prophecy in our mind and then it affects the way we do things and vice versa. People can also impact us by saying something and so prophesying our behaviour and then we, in turn, react to that prophecy leading us to behave the way they say we're going to behave but i think in this day and age and this kind of links back to what i was saying last week about social media and other things like that nowadays um i think a lot more people put things on us and we then try to react in response to that as opposed to us having internal beliefs about ourselves and then reacting to that do you have an example um and an example for me I would say it's just basic things like going for a job, right? So a lot of people say you should be realistic when you apply for jobs. You know, you should go with what you are used to, what you've studied or whatever. You know, almost like there's a, a set path that your life has taken based Can't on... deviate from it. Yeah, exactly. So if you deviate from it, it's, it's, it's going to go wrong. It's going to go this. So then they put that on you and then you then become uh, afraid or you then react and behave in the way that they think you should behave or they think what they think should happen which then hinders your progress and it could take years for some people to recover from that sort of stigma what do you think Paddy? Um, yeah I, I think more so today um look at social media there's a lot of people who get criticised and that can affect their um, self-confidence in a sense um, I think it depends on the situation really whether 
you've been wrote to you internalising things whether it's someone else saying something to you but I would agree that today it's more so about it's people putting stuff on you rather than the opposite I would disagree oh really yeah. because I think it's social, social media has made it easier for us to communicate with each other so it's mm. Like, say if I thought something about Brandon, for example, and I wanted to send something across to him, like, it'd be easier for me compared to if we were in, like, the 1800s and we lived 100 miles from each other, I'd have to send a letter or such and such. Like, we can have a back and forth very easily nowadays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think preconceptions and what people think about you and judge about you and how that impacts you is something that's been around forever, really and truly. Mm. Um, everyone tries to fit into like the kind of norm or the trends or whatever kind of thing like you everyone's got that feeling that they have like a certain station <coughs> there's always like classism and stuff like that and uh, you might not be good enough to go for that role or um, back in the day it would have been like uh, there's royalty nobility and then the peasants and working class um it's that it's different situations, but it's that same kind of vein of people thinking something about someone else. Um, I'd say it's. I don't think it's changed necessarily, but I think it's definitely easier to get your view across because we can communicate so much quicker, or we can communicate to someone across the other side of the world. So, in theory, like hundreds of thousands of people could send me a message from everywhere around the world and if it's that same message that's going to get to me and impact me more than for example if it's like 50 people back in the day that were saying it to me Mm. um also the same of the reverse if it was a good thing like do you know how there's like a lot of people where you think how did you get so famous or how did you get so popular it's because like loads of people have like a similar mindset or they think oh yeah you're great and people tell you you're great and eventually you're going to believe it and then yeah, you're going to yeah, act definitely. on those beliefs as well. Mm. And that could change your mindset. Like, there's a lot of people that, like we say, they get lost in the source because <laughs> they just completely change. They blow up and they're just a different person completely. Mm. I'd say, yeah, that's my view. I still think, like, you guys are definitely right that um, people can have an external effect on you, which can in turn have a knock-on effect on yourself, putting those beliefs onto you as well. But I don't think it's any different now than before. Okay. I mean, personally, like, I, I find this topic quite um, intriguing because who, if you're friends with me, you know that I've been thinking about doing a podcast for about a good couple of years. Like, I, I think I've mentioned this already. I don't know if it was recording at the time or if I just said it off rec- off the record. Um, but yeah, I've been thinking about doing the podcast for as long as I can remember. But it took me so long to get to the point where I'm able to, uh, mainly because I think when I first like said I was going to do it as a joke, um, I tried a couple of times, it didn't really work out. And then um, like I th- stuff got in the way, like work and things like that. And you, when you listen to people who are you know in that industry and it's something they do and it, the way they talk about it, they almost kind of, not directly told me not to do it, but inadvertently said it was like, it would be challenging, you know, especially for someone who didn't study at university or, or didn't, 
uh, start doing it at a very young age you know as they say the older you get the harder things are you need to start at a young age like I don't know what young and old is nowadays <laughs> so it's hard to define um, but yeah that, I remember that had a massive impact on me so it took me so long to get the confidence to actually you know go out and buy the equipment and then start recording and learning how to edit and things like that um, which actually brings you on to my second point or second question related to this How hard do you think it is for someone to break out of the perception other people put on them, especially when it's a negative one in this context? Mm. Um, I I think it depends on how long this this has impact. If it's been over more than 10 years, I think it'll be extremely difficult to come out of it. But if it's only been like a couple of months, I think it's quite easy. I guess it sort of just gets embedded deep and deep in your mindset and your outlook and your self and your personality. So I think it depends on the length of time. What about you, Jonathan? Um, Yeah, I agree with what Paddy said. Um, I also think it can be like a case-by-case basis Mm. as well. Some people are more impressionable than others. Um, And if you've, let's say, if the person already has potentially a lower opinion of themselves than they should, that could be it could happen a lot quicker and could be a lot more ingrained because it's almost like the people are confirming what they already thought about themselves so yeah I think it can be very difficult but yeah the longer it is the harder it will be I reckon do you think that there are some people that are specifically more susceptible than others I mean you said that already but who do you think will be more susceptible to these sorts of like thought processes Um, I I don't think it's any particular type of person I don't think it's gender or age or anything or maybe age because when you're a teenager you tend to get influenced a lot by your friends but I mean I don't think any particular person uh, in particular because looking at all my friends I have some of them are easily influenced by others some are not influenced at all fair enough what about you John? I agree yeah I say, I'd say like age would have a factor as well like the younger you are or Maybe it's not really about youth, it's more about experience mm. and maturity, emotional maturity maybe. Um, that can have an effect, but yeah, pretty much like, I guess anybody can be impressionable, it doesn't really matter what age you are, it just is that kind of thing. I guess it's more about who you are as a person biologically um, and your environment really, like how you're brought up, how you're raised. Um, okay. the things you experienced growing up as well like that could probably have an effect yeah because I, I can definitely see it from both sides in terms of the age um, if you're older and it's been happening for a longer period of time like Paddy said you're, you might be more susceptible to it because it's just been gnawing away at you bit by bit whereas when you're younger I actually think you might be a little bit less susceptible because you just do so much and things like people say things things stick with you a lot more when you're a kid and you don't really remember it and it comes back to you later or it affects the way you do things I'm not a hundred percent on that because there are lots of things that happened when I was a kid I don't remember like my mom would be telling me but I'm like oh okay so maybe but, at the time it affected my, my perception but then it didn't last very long it was I'm like sure a two minute thing I'm sure there's significant things though that you've internalized from when you were younger probably it could have an effect on your yeah. subconscious as well 
Yeah. You wouldn't really know if it has or hasn't, in theory. That's a good point. That is a very good point. Well, maybe you blocked out all the bad ones, like, just because it was just too sort of, well, maybe it was too painful to sort of think about, maybe sort of blocked it out, and subconsciously it's affecting you. Yeah. I mean, I think my earliest memory is when I was two, so yeah, it's, it's possible. <laughs> what was that memory? Uh, if I remember correctly, it was me coming down the stairs from my auntie's husband's place and going down to watch French, not French, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, what a show! Yeah, <laughs> and then I went outside afterwards to play in my. Um, I don't know if you guys remember these, like the yellow and red cars, like the they're not oh, toy cars. The, the, the tanks cars. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. open the door and go in, uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you can like pedal it. Yeah, that's my earliest memory. <laughs> Um, That's a throwback and a half, man. <laughs> was, that, was that a daydream? Nah, nah. <laughs> nah, this actually happened. But, um, I mean, there's a whole thing about false memories that we'll definitely go into on, on another podcast, whether or not you actually remember what you think you remember, okay. or whether it's like a false memory that someone has uh, inadvertently implanted in your head and you just like run with it. It's like, oh yeah, inception. I was there. Yeah, yeah, like Inception, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on that note, um, thank you. section of the podcast as I like to call it social commentary how awkward (laughs) can I possibly make this (laughs) what's going on (laughs) I don't know what you had during the break man hey man you're out here hating on my tea and all that Anyway. Your tea's milky. Okay. You're scared in water with the tea bag. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I want to see you make a better cup of tea, okay? I will, definitely. Anyway. Even Jonathan backs me up. Wasn't yeah. it like, great? I don't think it would be hard to make a better cup of yeah. tea than that tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let this go. I'm just going to let this go. Because it's correct. It, shh, I'm going <laughs> to take this on my chest. I hope you put this on an official like, edit. Maybe. At the end. <laughs> we'll see. Without further ado... Because we've been procrastinating for a long time with your bullshit edit nonsense. Um, You're editing, mate, not me. Oh. Hashtag Brandon can't make tea. Yeah. Let's start that. Get that good vibe, yeah? Oh, someone's going to get assassinated. Um, <laughs> that tea bag, That's a yeah. big escalation. That's why he's making the tea like that. He's trying to weaken your immune system. <laughs> anyway, as I've been trying to say for the past, like, I don't know how long this has been going on for now, like five, ten minutes. What do you guys think about technology? More specifically, do you think we have become too reliant on it? In some areas, yes. Elaborate. Take check it out, even Siri's listening. Siri's <laughs> <laughs> out. What are you saying about technology? Yeah. Come on, guys. Go on. It's going to get better. Um, no, I think in some ways it has improved our lives. 
such as like communication and um, the shopping online, and I think it's helped with um, disability in some sense as well, in terms of access and certain things. But in other ways, I think we can be lazy in um, in our lives and what we do. There are a number of functions on the internet and even technology where I think uh, we can be lazy. Like I just bought um, a smart plug, and the plug itself is like ten steps away from where where I am, <laughs> and I can turn it off and on from my phone. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think to, I think to myself, I just take ten steps and turn it off, but I've got my phone, so yeah. I, I, I think we become quite lazy with it, but I think it's actually improved our lives in other ways. All right. What about you, Jonathan? Um, don't get me wrong, I love technology, like laptops, TV, I can work from home remotely, my phone, my Bluetooth headphones, my Apple Watch, um, literally love it completely, but I think we're definitely over-relying on technology, like even the stuff I've just mentioned, like, I'm not someone that's like a major technology buff, but it seems like it's a bit too much, and I reckon like, if something happened and technology across the world wiped out in one go we'd collapse as a civilization straight away i don't mm. think we'd survive more than a few months if we weren't able to get it back on there is a, a tv show based around that it didn't last very long but it was quite cool uh, it's called revolution oh yeah yeah i think i watched that and it, it covered like um <coughs> the world basically having some sort of uh, emp like burst around the entire planet and it just shorts that electricity throughout the whole world. So every everything I'm talking cars, even things that necessarily weren't like technologically charged to anything or connected to anything, just stop working. All forms of technology and like a lot of engineering stuff, um, just like, done. It was done, and they had to live in a world where they didn't have any of those things. And the show was actually quite cool. Like I, I found it really, really fascinating because it covered a lot of. Um, stuff that we obviously know will happen like fighting over water <laughs> what's going on upstairs bro i don't know man like <laughs> I, sorry I, I listeners if you know what i'm banging about of, of course they can but i, I don't know i was going to include an interesting question for you what do you class as technology Ooh. because the reason i say this i've thought about this well before the podcast really um years ago electric kettle could be classed as technology whereas before electric kettle you just had like a pot or a kettle on top of a hob or file whatever so what would you class as technology i think technology is anything that it uses like electricity and um yeah just like anything beyond the basics like there's a difference between engineering and technology Engineering is things like uh, a lever to mm-hmm. open a door. You know, some people would class that as a technological advancement, but it's not. It's just an engineering uh, tool. Mm-hmm. But technology, specifically tech, involves using electricity, motors, and things like that to get it running. So that's my definition. I mean, I, I'm sure if we Googled it, we'd get a proper definition of what um, an electronic device is. So an example I gave the electric kettle you class technology yeah because you have to plug it in see in some cases in technology has actually helped us because it's quicker to boil through a kettle it could be classed more sanitary 
uh, doing it for electric kettle. I mean, my thing with this whole topic is that I, I mainly brought it up because I was thinking about it the other day. I set an alarm every day for work and things like that. Just On to, your phone. just yeah, yeah, to right. wake me up and to do basic things, right? It keeps me in time with like things I need to do, but mainly to wake me up in the morning. But the amount of times I wake up before my alarm goes off, why, why was there a need to set it to begin with? You know, it's there because I feel like I need to have it on in order to wake me up to go to work. But I wake up before the alarm anyway. So going on, go, you mentioned alarms. Yeah. Would you class bat, uh, items in batteries to as technology? Yeah. Because mm. uh, some alarm clocks, like the old school, or say old school, some alarm clocks need batteries in them to work. Yeah, because well, a battery is a technological um, invention, so yeah. See, because when someone says technology to me, these days, I think like the Teslas, I think laptops, I think phones. Cutting edge stuff. Cutting edge yeah. stuff, yeah. I don't think like an electric kettle or battery a clock or anything like that. So like, where did you draw a line between technology and no technology? And engineering. And engineering. Um, because you mentioned about engineering, but like... There's probably loads of items that are seen as technology, like uh, your Big Ben. I know it's gone gone for a load of restoration recently, but I saw engineering. Oh, do you mean Queen of... Elizabeth Tower? Because <laughs> that's what sorry. it's called now. <laughs> Listeners, Big sorry. Ben. Brandon is going really technical. Big anyone, Ben anyone... is the bell inside. Okay, everyone knows <laughs> more Big Ben is than Elizabeth Tower. Okay? Wow. If you put this on your... <laughs> Social media page, everyone will vote for me. Anyway, <laughs> Big Ben, the whole system and cogs and stuff behind that, that would once be classed technology. So, where's the line drawn? You might, this is a big question to me. Well, wow. let's ask the engineer, Jonathan. Oh, yeah. We've got to do engineering. <laughs> to be fair, like, I'd say in pretty much everything that we do, we're using technology like we wake up like mm. you said you got your alarm um you put on the tap that's being heated by a boiler that's being powered by a generator uh, like literally almost everything we do requires some kind of technology at the moment like i think right so i would dispute that okay. you say requires technology i say we don't require it we just use it because it makes our life easier it's not that we couldn't do without it we use it because it's like the easiest form of whatever. For instance, online shopping. Everyone who knows me knows that I'm a Luddite when it comes to that sort of stuff. I hate it. I don't like it. You don't need to do that. I go to shops and, you know, purchase items. Yeah, I use my card, which is like, you know, technology. technology but I don't want to walk around with, with money. I'm not saying it's com- like te- all technology is bad. I'm listening we've become a bit too reliant on it. Even <laughs> before you carry on, even to the point of crossing the road, right? And some people will contest this. Traffic lights, I think, have been making people too docile. Some people just cross the road when they see a green man, forgetting that there are people in cars and motorcycles and bikes on the other end that don't always look at those lights and adhere to them. It's true. So there, there are times, like, it's happened to me before. I've crossed the road and... 
I almost got hit by I got hit by a motorcycle once at a zebra crossing. <laughs> this is your origin story. Yeah, yeah. Why you dislike technology? You know? I've uh, come to you relying on traffic lights. But it's, it's mad, you know. I don't see that. You know, people say look left and right. People don't actually do that. Like, have you actually watched someone when they're crossing the road? Just watch them and see what they do. They don't look left and right. They look at the traffic light. They look at the whether or not it's green or red to walk. Yeah, but I, no, I was going to say yeah, but you could argue for the same case that. A lot of drivers don't look out for cyclists or motorbike users, and there's a massive campaign at um, TfL and the charity. I don't know if the charity think are doing, where they're trying to help promote to look out for cyclists and drivers. So it's not just pedestrians in that situation. Yeah, I would even agree disagree with the pedestrian point because I know, like in London, like I don't think any of us really wait for the green man. Most of us like mm. will look, see if it's clear. If we think we can get across, we'll get across. Well, if it's just like a really busy junction. If it's you know. really busy, then yeah, you'd yeah. probably wait for the green man. But if it's like, I'd say most Londoners, if they're crossing the road, they're not waiting for the green man. They'll yeah. just look and they'll quickly scurry across to halfway, look again, quickly scurry across to the other way. But going back to your point, Brandon, like you, you were saying how we become too reliant on stuff and how we don't really need it. But if you go back to like, the caveman area, so to speak. No, but we'll, we'll go back to the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Like, they, they probably had pieces of technology they didn't need, but today we'll find it crucial and essential. Okay, what would you class as crucial technology? Let's just, like, give an example, for instance. Uh, the advancements in healthcare, I don't think Definitely. we could have got here. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the what was called it's the mic is it a mic machine the one that cracked the code during the war oh, oh. I can't remember yeah that yeah. was hugely important yeah. I think there are loads of pieces of technology that we, I would say we take technology for granted more than reliant become reliant on it I think like a phone but you could look at it a different way like if you look at your phone today you can do so much like so many things but if you look, if you were to do take byproducts individually for doing those functions, you'd have over a hundred, yeah. and that's bad for the environment because we're using more products, more plastic, <laughs> and so forth. So I just think we come to um, we do, we don't appreciate it as we should. I think is, is a question. But do, answer. do you think that some things should exist just because they can exist? Should they exist? For instance. Um, I'm scared. I'm almost scared to say this because I know people are going to judge me a lot by the, uh, on, on this statement. But things that okay, prolong your life, right? Medication, because you mentioned medication, mm-hmm. right? That um, technological advancements that prolong your life. Do you think we've gotten to a point where it's actually a detriment as opposed to a benefit to keep us going for that long? I know. Yes, if you're sick, it's good to you know cure your illness, and I'm not saying I'm or for like death definitely not it's not something i take lightly however i do understand that there is a natural order to life and prolonging potentially this person's suffering just because they think a cure or remedy whatever you want to call it will be available down the line in that sense i think our mindset within technology it's a bit too much I, i don't know what the technical term for it is do you, I've got a question. Mm-hmm. So, do you think, do you yeah. think that 
the generation coming up and growing up now are going to be at a disadvantage to like the generation let's say 50 years ago in terms of being self-reliant because they have access to all yeah. of this technology and all these things that can be done for them yeah I, I guess so I mean when I was growing up in school we didn't have computers or anything mm. and seeing kids these days they're not really self-reliant as such so yeah I do, I do think yeah, I do, I do think that would be the case, personally, that we don't, we, future generations will be too reliant and won't be self-aware or have that self-initiative too so. I mean, the main thing I think about every day is looking at my brother and his childhood now and then looking at my childhood. How old is he, sorry? Ten. Ten, yeah. Um, so he is constantly on the PlayStation playing games and talking with his friends online. You were that age, you don't know. I wasn't. This is this is the point I'm trying to make. So mm. he's constantly in his PlayStation playing games with his friends online and they, they talk to each other online and anything like that. They meet up in person every now and then, but they mainly just sit in their respective homes mm. together. Instead of going to like the park or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's sorry, not together, apart, but playing games together online. As opposed to, like you just said, yeah, going to the park together and playing a game of football or doing something like that. Whereas in my time, this is where I'm really showing my age, we'd be going out and playing like, you know, hide and seek or uh, bulldog or whatever, you know, things that involve us interacting as as a cohort, right. you know, as a collective. <clears throat> Knockdown Ginger, favourite time, fun times. You yeah, see, yeah, 40, see, 40 home. At yeah. 10 years old though, like... Most most ten year olds have to go to the park whatever their mum in case something happens to them. And at ten years old it's not really cool to sort of have your mum around like watching over you. But maybe but I don't think I ever cared about that. I mean I okay, I well, did, but not to the degree of if I was playing with my mates, I wouldn't care if my mum was there. Yeah, but some kids are more self conscious about it and maybe it's just adapting, like they, they have probably have different conversations online or they might have more more, more interest conversations and based on technology as you know, the whole conversation is about there's actually some evidence to show that playing games actually increases your mental ability and functions okay I mean I know it, there's evidence suggesting that it increases your hand-eye coordination if you play games yeah um, but in terms of like your mental acuity and reasoning I think it's actually a detriment there are more studies and I can't remember the exact like study so I can tell people to go and look this up but if you look it up online you can use Google Scholar I'm sure there are loads of studies about this I've done it for uni at one point or another there are studies that show that the amount of time you play games and things like that does have an impact on the way you view the world now a lot of the media uses that like I'm talking newspapers and stuff mm. you use that and blow it out of proportion I think to a massive degree but there is some truth to that. The more time you spend online and less in reality, the more your perception, going back to our previous conversation, of reality is skewed. I would agree, but you could also argue that um, if kids aren't playing games or whatever they're playing with their friends online or on whatever device they're using, they probably miss out on stuff, which would impact them socially down the line as well. And also, um, if you look at all the stuff going on in the motor industry, like electric cars, mechanics need to learn how to fix them now more so than your combustion cars because they're becoming more common. Yeah. So it's just, I think it's just 
adapting to change in technology, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I can see the pros and the cons. Like I said before, even though I'm a bit of a Luddite, I still do use a lot of technology. I mean, I'm using, I'm doing a podcast, crying out loud. Like, that's all online. You use too um, much, man. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I, I get it. And in terms of education and things like that, uh, technology can be quite useful, um, like quizzes in schools and stuff. You know, you you can use algorithms now to like try and figure out um, what a child is struggling with and what they might need to improve on in the next like two years to get to where they need to be for whatever exam they need to take. Little things like that. Things that you would have had to do manually before you can more expediently do with technology. I think I think it's helped people with disabilities a lot more than we think as well, mm. or a lot more than a lot of people understand, uh, and sort of that's good for them. Yeah, and I think it's helped other different members of society as well. Like um, there's some research going to putting various forms of technology into people's homes to help their mental health and okay. stuff, that's good. which is quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, technology like most things is just a tool mm. you know it just depends on how you use it. it could be good it could be bad but again like most things over reliance on anything is definitely <coughs> going to be negative as opposed to positive so we just have to be careful with how we use it and how often we use it thank you both for coming this has been very fun very it's relaxing been, nice and chill it's been a good experience if you are on Instagram, please follow on sober underscore times on Instagram. That is sober underscore times. And I'd be looking forward to hearing your feedback on the podcast and any potential topics that you would like me to cover in the future.